Hallelujah. Thank you. And it just kind of segues into what uh, what we have this morning. You know, we've talked about the mandate of the new era. What it is that we're supposed to do. What are we commanded to do? What are we commanded? And, and we hear this being reinforced that it's to go forward. Tell your neighbor next to you, say, go forward. Go ahead. Tell your mama over there, go forward, mama. That's, that's right. That's go forward. We got to go forward. So, you know, I'm, I'm, my ears are open for the things of the new era and the things that God is doing new. And um, Shelly's been able to send me some stuff. You guys have sent me some, you know, some stuff on the new era. When you hear somebody about it, they're like, oh, yeah, let's send that to me. So um, there's some things that we're building now that uh, talks about the new era. And how many of you know we are an apostolic prophetic church? We believe in the prophetic. We believe that when Paul said in Corinthians that we should all prophesy that we prophesy, and the prophetic word is for edifying and uplifting, that it may minister grace to those that hear it. So I've got a prophetic word. We talked about Chuck Pierce's prophetic word last week, and there are some things that are happening in a moment. All of a sudden, it wasn't there, and now it's going to begin to show up. Are you ready for something good to happen in your life to begin to show up where you weren't looking for it, and whoop, there it is, there it is, it just popped up there. That those are the things that you that we are after, you know. But there may be some things like she talked about. There's a fork in the road, but either way, you're going to have to get out of the valley of indecision and make that decision. And even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God says He's going to be with you, right? He's going to be with you. So this is um, Lana Vowser. So am I pronouncing that right? Lana Vowser. Lana Vowser. She is a she's a, a a prophet in the land, and um, she's English, isn't she? British, English, and uh, from Australia. So I just thought maybe that I might want to talk like this this morning, and then y'all would might be able to listen to me a little bit closer. But I don't think I'm going to do that today, right? So if you get a chance, give me a ring. When I when I got this, she gave it to me, and I and we began. I began to read over it. And I was like, oh, man, things just begin to pop out. So I want us to get into this, but I want to I lay down a foundation real quick, Mike, because we're going to talk about the pathway and the pathway into the new things that God's doing. So as Debbie talked about the fork in the road, there was two pathways. Are you with me? So you begin to take that pathway. And let's, let's just take a look at this and hear the prophetic voice that's going to bring you um, encouragement today says the pathway into the new thing God is doing. Say new thing. The new thing God is doing. And um, Isaiah, I was going to start off with Isaiah uh, 42. I think it's um, verse 9, Mike. I think if you'll bring that up, 42, 9. There we go. Now I declare new things. And here's what, when Isaiah was prophesying to the nation of Israel, the, the foundation was that they were in exile and they were getting ready to come on out. Are you with me? They God was getting ready to bring the Israelites out of Babylon, out of captivity, bring them on out. How many of you know God's getting ready prophetically to bring you on out? It's time for you to come out of that bondage. It's time for you to come out of that disbelief. It's time for you to step out of those things that the enemy has done, your past. It's time for you to step into those new things that God has. But he was talking about that when the new things come, he says, I, I now I declare new things before they spring forth, I proclaim them to you. So we're laying down a foundation for the next few years 
of what this new era is going to be like. And God is beginning to now prophesy in the land about a new era, about a new thing. And um, Lana Vazer, um, is this is a word that she gave. Here's where, here's where we get to. Many prophetic voices, I'm just, I'm on your handout right now. Many prophetic voices have been prophesying for a long time that God is doing something completely new. The truth of Isaiah 43, 19 has been booming loudly in the spirit. So it's not just, it's not just us that are beginning to pick this up or have been picking this up. It's it's within the spirit. We're hearing it out of different um, religious camps and everything else that all of a sudden God is beginning to do a new thing. Listen carefully. I'm about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. When's it going to spring forth? Now. So it's not something that I have to be waiting on. I've got to begin to see it now. Somebody say now. It's going to happen. It's going to, it's happening now. If it's happening now, I want to be in on it. Don't you want to be in on it? It's like, hey, if the, if the bus is, is, is leaving to go to the restaurant and it's leaving now, I want to get on the bus to go to the restaurant. Come on. Cause I want to be able to get into it. And it's happening now. The scripture says it's happening now. It will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even put a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I think I've got, um, do I have the, this is the message Bible. I like the, what the, how the message Bible paraphrase puts it. It says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Let me say that again. Don't keep going over old history. Don't keep going over old history. Don't Keep going over old history. When I was in the 10th grade, I went 16 and 0 in wrestling and was to win. I built a trophy case, a wooden trophy case that stood this high because that's where I was going to put my trophy and I lost the last match. I lost the championship match at the end of the match. I got called. They gave him two points for, for stalling. Those of you that know something about wrestling, they gave him two points for stalling, and I lost by one. Five seconds to go. How many of you know that was the past? I shouldn't let it shape my future. Come on, somebody. So now I wrestle with the enemy. Are you with me? Come on. I wrestle with the enemy. And how many of you know time's not going to run out on me while I'm wrestling the enemy, right? Because I'm going to continue to go after him. But somehow we've got we've to put away that old history. Now, some of you may have some victories in the old history that those things need to be quit going over them. Well, you remember when we had the team back in, back in 1979. I mean, we had an awesome team. That was 79. See, I can't let the Minnesota Vikings' lack of winning a Super Bowl allow me not to pull for their Super Bowl winner this year. Come on, do I have any Dallas fans in the house? You can't, you, you can't say that, uh, you know, well, we won it back then. We won it way back then. We won it back then. You, know, you haven't run it, won it recently, but how many of you know it's a new time? It's a new era. There's some new things that are happening. We got to put away the past. No, I want to get serious with you for just a moment. Are you ready to put away some of those things of the past? We need to bury that thing, put it in the ground and throw some dirt on it and walk away from it. Because we're in a place where God is saying there's a new thing that's coming. There's some new things. You got to begin to see it. You got to begin to look at it. So we got to let go of the old history. Verse 19 says, be alert. 
<laughs> How many of you ever ever come up on the on the road where you all of a sudden you see where it's gone from two lanes to one lane and there's orange cones and there's there's a flashing light and all of a sudden they're doing construction and there's a sign on this side that says slow down and there's a sign on this side that says my daddy works here you know and and then you 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 all of a sudden you you realize that there's a big caution thing it's saying be alert wake up God is in the middle of some new things, and we've got to be alert. And we've got to change some of our habits from the past and our ideas and thoughts of the past and begin to step in to this new thing that God's doing. Say it's a new thing. He says, listen to this, be alert. I love this next one, be present. Be present. Sometimes I'm not present with my wife, although we're together. Sometimes you're not present with your spouse, although you are together. We have to be present. Sometimes I've got to put down my phone and looking at the picture of my wife so I can really see my wife in real life. Are you with me? Sometimes we've got to, we've got to be present. And there's times where it's, it's realizing and I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, like a squirrel, you know, and I'm headed in the other direction, you know. And if something comes up and I, I try to be present with the person, so I just have to put away some of those thoughts and ideas and phones and anything else that distracts me because I can get distracted very quickly and be off on something else. I, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's not you. But maybe let's begin to start looking at, he says, we need to be present. Be alert and be present. Be awake, but also know what's going on because there's some things that can happen. Shelly goes, did you see that? And I'm like, what? <laughs> well, didn't you see that? And I, I didn't see that. I didn't notice. Well, that yeah, that's what was going on. I'm like, you know, I never noticed it. I, I guess I need to be present. I need to be alert. I need to be awake. He says, I'm about to do something brand new. When we're talking about a new era, I'm not talking about something that's recycled. Okay? There are some things there. God is replenishing. He's renewing. He's restoring. He's redeeming. He's doing all those things. But, uh, but in this new era, it's not an old era being recycled. There's going to be some things that are brand new. Technology is exploding, y'all. I don't know how much longer we're going to be able to be in church without a hologram. You're going to be able to pull up stuff right there. I mean, it's 3D printing is just... It, Unbelievable technology. And I'm not going to talk about all that today, but there's some things that are brand spanking new. There's some things from, I believe, that are being released from the throne room of heaven that, that make some of the modern-day technology look like it's antiquated because there's some things coming. He says it's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert and rivers through the badlands. Is anybody ready for this new thing? And, and, and this prophetic word really talks about this. And we're just gonna, I'm just going to touch base on it today. We're going to get to a place on it. And then we're going to pick it up next week. So I want to give this to you so you can take this home. And you can read through it and pray over it. And, and don't, don't just throw it away. But begin to, start, begin to start warring over it. Lana says the alarm is sounding. He's coming. I've been feeling a significant urgency in the spirit recently. I can hear an alarm sounding in the spirit, but it's not an alarm that sounds emergency and is negative. This alarm is sounding urgency, expectancy, and a call to position. 
See, because sometimes when we say Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, we automatically think about the, the catching up, that Jesus is coming back. But this is not what she's talking about here. Because how many of you know there's going to be visitations that all of us are going to begin to start experiencing if you're looking for it, that all of a sudden Jesus is going to visit that sore spot within your heart to where you haven't been able to release forgiveness. And now all of a sudden God is touching that area and you're going to be able to forgive. And sometimes we're like, no, I don't want to forgive. That's what God's after. He's after that. He's after that thing in this new area, new era. Goes on and it says, let me say that again. This alarm is sounding urgency, expectancy, and a call to position. Debbie talked about it. Make that choice because you've got to get into what God's called you to. You've got to step into that which God has for you. It is resounding like the cry of John the Baptist in Psalms 24, 9, both echoing, he is coming, the king is coming, make way, make room, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. I think that was the song that we sang years ago. Make way, make room, prepare ye the way of the Lord. The king of glory is coming in. What would we do? Look here real quick. What would we do if Jesus said, I'm coming to your house Tonight, Terry Warren. Do you think Terry would go in and maybe pick up his laundry off the bo- off his floor? I don't know. I probably would. I mean, if you were coming over to my house and my shoes were in the living room, I would pick them up and get them in the closet out of your way. I'd tidy some things up. What do you think Zacchaeus did when Jesus looked at him and said, Hey, Zacchaeus, hey, Zach, I'm coming to your house tonight, Zach. Zacchaeus probably just didn't say, well, I don't know if I'll be home, Lord. I got things going on this afternoon. I mean, there's ball games to go to. I got grandkids to take care of. I don't know if, you know, I'm, I don't know. I may be busy. I got to take a nap. I mean, don't we do that sometimes? But if Terry knew that 6 o'clock Jesus was going to come knocking on his door, I think there would be some preparation that he would begin to do within his home. But what about the preparation within our hearts? I want God to visit those places within me that I won't bring the bondage and the hurt and the pain of the old history into the new era. I want him to visit those things. I want him to visit it for you because I want you to be set free. I want you to be able to walk lighter and jump higher and run faster and be able to do all those things that that God wants you to be able to do. Love deeper and be more intimate and and, and forgive and and bless and and enjoy life more abundantly. Those different things when we look at it it's like that's what I want and and in order for me to do that, how I many know Jesus has got to visit me? I got to have I got to have a visitation. Urgency, expectancy, and a call to position. He's coming. The king is coming. Make the way. Make room. Prepare ye the way. The king of glory is coming in. She goes on and it says this. I'm on your notes. The invitation I'm feeling in the spirit has been so intense that I've been feeling the Holy Spirit saying, this requires a response from my people. This requires a response. I don't want to move forward with church without getting some responses from you. 
I want some things to be required from you to be able to step in that which God has for you. Because how many of you know it's going to require some things in order for you to get in there? Uh, we could say, let's walk through the door of the new era. Let's, let's walk through that. Okay, y'all, let's walk through it. Say, okay, well, you got to get up. You got to go in and open the door, right? Mark and Cynthia were here last week, and we were sharing with them about the new era. And he was like, I want to go through that door. Because I told them that back in January, we had people walk through the door, and we kind of anointed them afresh and said, you're walking into this new era. And he was like, I want to do that. And they were trying to get the door open. They're like, oh, no, the door's locked. (laughs) I said, no, the door is not locked to the new era. But it's going to take something. It's going to be required of you to be able to step in to do that. It's going to take something from you. I wish it's going to it's going to require something from you. Are you with me? Faith, James says, faith without works is, in other words, it's not going to produce anything. But if you've got your faith, he says, you show me your faith, I'll show you my works. I'll show you the faith that I've got. Then I step out and do that which God has for me. The invitation she was talking about is becoming so intense in the spirit. It's not just her. We were having a we were having dinner with a, a, a couple this week, and I was just like in my spirit. I just this thing on the new era. I just can't. I just get so. It. I didn't know the word, but the word was intense. It's intense. Well, Pastor, you're pretty intense at times. I I am intense, but this thing is just beginning to stir within me, and it's almost like I can't let it go because all of a sudden I hear something that was out of the old or the past or the history, and I'm saying, no, that was then, but this is now. That was then, but this is now. That was the former things. Now there's something coming that is a new thing. Say new thing. And she's beginning to pick it up in the spirit. And now all of a sudden it's being released. So let me get back to this word because this is a good word. We, we, we'll finish this about 1.30. You guys will be all right. Just kidding. The invitation I'm feeling, she talks about it being so strong. But it's going to take a response. Say response. Here's one of the responses. Choose life. Choose life. He uses a scripture, and here's the scripture that's actually, um, um, I think it's in Deuteronomy, yeah. Today I've given you, yeah, there we go, Deuteronomy 30:19. If I would just look at that, it would be there. Today I've given you the choice between life and death. We got choices here. It's a choice between life and death. Between blessing and curses. Sometimes we don't like the word curses. I, I, how many of you would, I got it, I got it, I got it. In door number one, we've got a blessing. Door number two, curses. How many of y'all would line up in door number two? I would hope you wouldn't. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. So God's got a way, and he's saying, you know what? You've got a choice. There's blessing and there's curses. He says, now I call on heaven. Oh, man, if you realize how heaven has got your back. I mean, well, like God's my rear, rear guard. Yeah, God's got your back, but all of heaven's got your back too. He says, I call on heaven. This was in, in Deuteronomy. He said, I call on heaven and earth to witness to the choice that you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants may live. And he was prophesying to the nation of Israel and said, look, there's going to be a time where you're going to have a choice. You can serve God. You can surrender those things. You can come to the altar. There's going to be a time of a response for a choice. And he's saying, oh, choose life. Choose life. 
There's going to be a choice, a, a visit with people, and there's a choice. You can receive Jesus or not receive Jesus. You can believe in Jesus, and the, he's the Son of God and died for your sins and, and, and was the death, burial, and the resurrection, and he came to give you life and give it to you more abundantly, or you cannot choose that. But by the way, choose him. Choose him. He was declaring to the nation of Israel to, to choose life. She goes on and says, instantly, the Lord reminded me of a dream that I had where he made it very clear that he was inviting his people into a new level of surrender. That sounds like a new era, a new level, say new level, a new level of surrender. And it was a whole new level of surrender to trust in his way. Anybody can tell me what surrender means? What's your idea of surrender? What's your thought about surrender? Anybody, just stand up, say it. To give up, lordship, that's good. What else? Release, that's good. What else? Yielding, yielding, yielding. What else? Say that again. Lay down, okay? Surrender, okay, what else? Vulnerable, submission, very good. Here's what Merriam-Webster said about surrender. To yield to the power, control, or possession of another upon compulsion or demand. To yield to the power, control, or possession of another upon compulsion or demand. To give up completely or agree to forego, especially of, in favor of another. We surrender... I surrender my will so in favor of God's will. Are you with me? I, you get that? I surrender that. I give up. I forego. I yield it. I lay down. Whatever the terminology that, that you guys had brought up was very good. It also says to give oneself up into the power of another, especially as a prisoner. I give myself up. We, we, we call it, um, we become a, a, a bond servant to God, okay? Not Because, see, slavery has a real negative connotation. But when you look at the Scripture and I become a slave to the Lord, it's not really a negative connotation because we know that us being a slave or servant or son, are you with me, is a great thing with God. So in order to surrender, we need to give oneself up. Another definition is to give oneself over to something, such as something that has influence over you. So when we talk about surrender, say surrender. Come on, say it again, surrender. When we talk about surrender, well, I ain't surrendering to nobody. I'm never going to wave the white flag. Well, no, I've been waving the white flag for years and going, God, I give up. I give up on my way, I got to have your way. I give up on my ideas, I got to have your ideas. I give up on my wisdom, God, I got to surrender. Surrender, I surrender, I surrender all. We know the song, I surrender all. We got, we got to give up those things. We got, to, we got to say, I surrender it. You surrender it to the power and the influence of God. What an awesome surrender. <laughs> How many of you know I want to surrender? I want to surrender to the Lord. Now, I'm a competitive person, so if you all play me in ping pong, I guarantee I'm not surrendering to you. Hello? And don't expect me to wave a white flag. Now, I'll do it for God, but I'm not doing it to you because I'm going to go after you. I want to win. I, you know, I, 
anyways. I'm a, I have a competitive spirit. But how many of you know that competitive spirit comes into play when it's up against me and the enemy? You know what I mean? I, I'm going to win. and We are going to win, but I'm going to win because Christ has already paid the price. So what, that's what surrender means. Please, let me go on to the next paragraph. I don't want to get to a place here and we'll stop. The positioning into the new is to give God the freedom to be God in our lives. Whoa. Let me say that again. To give God the freedom to be God in our lives. Give God the freedom to be God. God, you, you be God. I remember a few years back, we... um. We, uh, our kids were, our kids were needing some money. So we gave, we gave the kids some money and they went out and went to breakfast with the money we gave them. I'm going to be transparent. Are y'all with me? I was mad. I was like, no, no, no. You ain't got no money to pay your bills. So we give you money and you go have breakfast. How many of you know that, that, that wouldn't be me. All right. But then through that process, there was a connection made at the breakfast and our son-in-law got a, got a new job working for a new company. Are you with me? And all of a sudden there was a benefit from it. And I told Shelly, I said, I'm never going to question God again about that deal. Because in the midst of that, God began to work that out. I'm thinking, you used our money to go have breakfast. You got to pay your bill. And then they were like, well, then he got connected with this guy because he went to pay. And then the guy saw him. And and because they were at the right place at the right time, having breakfast on mom and dad, then, then all of a sudden, God connected something with that. Are you with me? And then all of a sudden, there was a process that, that went through some things, and all of a sudden, he's got a better job, and he's making more money. Come on, somebody. And I was just like, okay, God, you got that figured out. You got to be God. I'm going to give you the freedom to be God, because you're God and I'm not. So sometimes we think about, we'll do this, and this is what should be done. And then when we do that, and then it doesn't happen the way, God, we think it ought to be, we wonder, well, you know, God, where are you at? And the whole time, God's working something else out. So he's got to have the freedom, say freedom. He's got to be God in our lives. Let him be God in your life. To try not to squeeze him into a box, into how we think he should move, when he should move, where he should move, but a deep, deep yieldedness to him that says, I trust you completely in your way. A deep, deep yieldedness to him. How many of you think y'all, you could probably give God some pointers on how he should do some things? Come on, we, we all have done that. We've done this and said, no, this is how you should do it. This is how you should do it. And then God does it so differently than you do it. And you're like, I mean, Jesus healed somebody by spitting in the mud and putting the mud on his eyes. I mean, what about if you did that, Virginia? I want to pray for you for healing. People will be going, never mind, I'll go get prayer somewhere else. Or where's my antibacterial wipe? Right? 
I got, I got to have my antibacterial wipe. Don't touch me. Oh, you spit on that. that. But yet he healed him by doing something unconventional and different. And you go through the New Testament and you see how Jesus healed him here, healed him there, did him there. Hey, you, buddy, let me see your hand. Get up. He gets up. He says, now pull it out. Where'd it go? It's gone. Are you with me? There were so many different ways that he did something. We've got to realize and understand that, man, God has got a way, and we've got to allow him to have his way. And we've got to completely trust him. So uh, I learned through the breakfast situation that i got to completely trust God with one, when your heart is right and you give it unto the Lord, and, it, and it, it, the motivation of your heart is pure. Are you with me? That God can use whatever avenue somebody else use he can use that and work it all out and bring it to the things of the lord can i get an amen last paragraph we're transitioning into a new completely new season say new season say new era it's it's a new era we've not just been this way before and in this transition god is requiring a deep level of surrender from his people to trust completely in his way the way say the way The way he chooses to move you, the way he chooses to shift things, bring breakthrough, increase, promotion. (laughs) Anybody want some breakthrough? Yeah, baby. Anybody want some increase? Yeah, baby. Anybody want a promotion? Promote me, baby. Well, the higher the level, the bigger the devil. The more promotion you get, the more responsibility you have. Come on, somebody. But God can be with you and can help you through that and bring that into your life. Because when he brings it, how many of you know you can handle it? So he goes on and he says, he said, his way, the way he chooses, the way he chooses to shift things, break through, increase promotion. However, he chooses to move you. That we as God's people would be so deeply rooted in him and surrender that we trust completely in the way he's leading us trust completely in the way he is leading us knowing that he is working for our good whatever he chooses we receive it because we know that he is good and leading us into things bigger and better and more amazing than we could imagine I want to stop right there because I really felt the Lord this morning was was really impressing on me that I want I want to pray for you for a new level of surrender. This is not easy. This is not easy. We talked about coming to the altar. And coming to the altar is a place of surrender. Coming to the altar is a place of giving up something. Coming to the altar is, is, is a trading floor. You give God your mess and he gives you a message. Come on. You give God your scars of your past and your hurt and your pain and he'll turn it into stars. You give God those, those things that, that, that you've been trying to carry and God's going to remove the burden and destroy the yoke. Because Jesus said, my burden is light and my yoke is. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of times where I find myself carrying the burden. 
And when I find myself carrying the burden, Bryce, when you're carrying it, then he's not. When you carry the burden and you're weighed down, anybody ever felt weighed down? We've all could raise our hand on that. We've all felt weighed down. Then I realized that, wait a minute, I'm carrying the burden. And Jesus said, my burden is light and my yoke is easy. In other words, you can move with it. When you're yoked with him, you, you can move. When, when, I'm, when I'm yoked with a heavy burden on there, I can't move as well. I can't move through some things. So when we stand up this morning. If you would just stand up, we're going to pray and dismiss. But we've been talking about a new level of surrender. And the worship team played the song, Jesus is Calling. It's a new year. It's a new era. We are entering in. The era is greater than a season. Because we're fixing to change seasons, aren't we? I got out out to walk uh, yesterday or Friday, and it was just like, it's a little bit cooler out today. It was actually nice. It was, it's always nice. But I realize that we are getting into a change of seasons. Fall is coming. But we're still in the new era. And when winter comes, we're going to still be in a new era. And when spring comes next year, we're going to still be in a new era. Come on. And when summer comes next year, we're still going to be in a new era. Okay? Because it's for a long period of time that we're stepping into this new thing. But in order for us, if you're going to do something new, then we're going to have to give, we're going to come to a place of a deeper level of surrender. I can't sing, I surrender all. But even though I can't sing it, I can do it. What is it that you feel like that maybe right now, and and I'm asking God to speak to you, to impress on your heart, He's going to show you some things, but he's not showing it to condemn you. He's showing it to you to say, let's just walk out of that. Let's walk out of that and let's walk into what God has for you. So it's going to take a greater level of surrender. And you could probably sit down. I could put a list and the list can be so overwhelming for me. See, you may probably only have one or two things you need to surrender. I don't. I got a whole book. It can be so overwhelming that all of a sudden I can just not want to surrender anything. That's not what God's after today. He's just after for you to come to that place of a new level of surrender. Take one more step. Forgive one more time. Sometimes we have people on the hook and we just need to let them go. I was sharing this week with somebody. It's a catch and release. You got them, and they're probably rightfully so, but you got to leave room for God. So you just catch and release that. So I'm just going to ask you just a moment just to close your eyes, just to focus a moment on a different level of surrender, just to focus, just to focus on that. I don't want you to make a commitment that you'll hold today and then tomorrow you won't. But if you do mess up in that level of surrender, God's always making provision for you today. Thank you, Lord, for a new level of surrender. Maybe you've just been wanting it your way, and God, God's got a way to bring you increase and bring you promotion. 
God's got a timing also that's there for these things to happen. Maybe there's some things that haven't happened when you thought it should have happened. Maybe the promotion didn't come like you thought it should come. Maybe you've just been saying, you know, wait a minute. You know, I, maybe you've quit because it didn't come when you wanted it to come or it didn't happen when you wanted it to happen or, or it didn't happen the way you wanted it to happen. That this was going to be the avenue, that this was going to be the thing that would bring that new feeling to you today. But let's step into a new level of surrender. Can you surrender your words to the Lord? Can you really begin to surrender your words? Maybe there's negative words. Maybe there's words of doubt and unbelief. Maybe there's words of impossibility where all of a sudden you surrender those words to the Lord. and God helps you. Maybe you surrender your walk to the Lord. Maybe the way you're doing things, the things that are in your life, that you just got to surrender that to God. Maybe your way, the way, the way. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way. Maybe our way has been my way, and it's my way or the highway. God, you just line up to my way, or it's the highway. God's today just said, look, just surrender to my way of doing it. It's going to be different. It's going to be unusual at times. It may not be. That's the exciting thing to me about God is all of a sudden he'll do something and you're like, wow, never saw that coming. Never saw that coming. But he's declaring it in the spiritual realms today. Can you surrender your walk? Can you surrender your words? Can you surrender your ways to the Lord? If you will, just put your hand on your heart this morning. Just begin to tell him that what you're willing to surrender today. Tell them under your breath. If you want to say it out loud, that's that's fine. But just begin to start just releasing that to the Lord. That you begin to surrender that. You surrender it. You surrender it. What about one thing? Maybe there's two things, but what about beginning to surrender that one thing? Maybe you've been holding judgment against somebody and and there's been a bitter root that's now all of a sudden gotten in there. And anything towards that one person, that, that judgment is there. And we... Bobby read it today in James that you've you got to let that judgment be for the Lord. You've got to leave that for him. Just begin to release that right now today. Just begin to release that to him today. Let that person off the hook. In fact, you got them on the hook. You can reel them in. You can throw them in the ice cooler chest or in the boat, or you can just release them back into it. Maybe there's some of you just need to release that. Just release somebody today or something. Just begin to release that today.
So while the sound plays, why don't you just come, come to the altar and let us just pray for you. Shelly, if you'll come join us. Tom and Linda, will you come and join us, please? I surrender.